Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is July 8th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me blog. And next week we're going to study Acts chapter 6 through 9. And so next week we get the opportunity to see Stephen and his martyrdom as well as Saul and the miracle that's going to happen as Saul becomes Paul. We get to see what happens when we accept Christ and become new beings. I absolutely love the story of Saul. So I look forward to that next week. But for now, let's finish up this week's Come Follow Me block. And I have to apologize right off the bat. We are not going to finish this week's Come Follow Me block. There was just too much in it, too many great things. So we're not going to quite get all the way through it. But I did want to start today in Acts chapter 3, because there is a part of Acts chapter 3 that we didn't get to yesterday that is absolutely phenomenal, especially as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. These verses have special significance and meaning to us. So let's jump into those and see what we can understand from them. So yesterday we talked about the healing of the lame man by Peter and John outside of the temple. Let's take a look at what happens right after that. It says, And the lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John. All the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? I love this question on the part of Peter, and it shows his humility. He recognizes that anything that he does, anything that he is able to do, he can do because of the power and the strength given to him by Jesus Christ. He doesn't do it of his own power or of his own strength. It all comes from outside of him. I love that. And I think it's such an important lesson for us to learn that when we have successes, that we remember that it's God who has blessed us with that, not us who has earned it or done it by our own power. We've talked this week about the gift of tongues, and I remember as a missionary trying to learn Spanish, having taken Spanish in high school and finding that I was not capable of learning it on my own. Oftentimes as a missionary, I would be doing pretty well with my Spanish and I'd start to get a little puffed up and thinking I was pretty great at things. And every time without fail, that I would start to think highly of myself, start to think that I was doing something amazing, Heavenly Father would remind me that it wasn't through my own power. I would have a day where I just couldn't speak a word. And until I had repented and until I had turned to God and thanked Him for that gift which He had given me, I was helpless to speak Spanish on my own. When we receive blessings— When we witness miracles, let's be quick to turn the focus and the attention and the glory back to God from where that miracle came. So Peter goes on and he bears a very strong, very bold, very powerful testimony of Jesus Christ and calls out the people in that court, calls them out for being among those who betrayed and crucified Christ. And what I love is he says, you didn't do these things out of ignorance because prophets for centuries have been prophesying of the things that you saw Christ do. He is strong and he says, you cannot claim ignorance here or innocence. You witnessed the miracles, you witnessed the signs, you witnessed all the things that prophets have prophesied of. And then Peter goes on to say something that is so significant for us in the church. 
He says, repent ye therefore and be converted. I love that phrase, repent and be converted. Repentance isn't enough. It should change us. It should convert us. It should solidify in our hearts our commitment to Jesus Christ. Then he goes on and says that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. The time of refreshing. That time when all things will be made fresh and new. Then he goes on and says, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since before the world began. I love that scripture. That's a scripture that's really common, really powerful when we talk about missionary work and when we talk about the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here he's saying that the heavens will receive Christ until there is a restitution of all things. Now, I love this scripture in English, but I like it even more in Spanish. In Spanish, it doesn't say time of restitution of all things. It says a time of restoration of all things. This scripture is pointing to the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ, saying that Jesus Christ can't and won't return until all things have been restored to their proper place. Something that I love about this scripture is that it says, until the times of restitution. Up in verse 19, it also says the times of refreshing. That makes it sound like the restoration of the gospel isn't a one-time event. Oftentimes when we think about the restoration, especially pre-2020, because I feel like in 2020, the prophets and the apostles started talking about this more. But I feel like prior to 2020, we thought of the restoration as something that happened. It happened in the 1820s. It happened in that little house in 1830 when the church was officially reorganized. Oftentimes, I feel like we thought of the restoration as a one-time event, something that happened and was over. But here it says that there are times of refreshing and times of restitution or restoration. My friends, the gospel of Jesus Christ is, as we've been learning lately, an ongoing restoration. The restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ began in 1820, but it continues today. And that is something that I think it's so important that we don't lose sight of. My friends, if the restoration was a one and done type thing, if it happened in 1820 or if it happened in 1830 and now it's over, then there would be no reason for prophets and apostles on the earth today. But because the gospel of Jesus Christ is an ongoing restoration, because God continues to reveal and continues to teach and continues to restore his church on the earth today, it is vitally important that we have prophets and apostles to lead us and guide us in that restoration, in that restitution of the gospel that Jesus taught. Elder Uchtdorf taught in September of 2020, sometimes we think of the restoration of the gospel as something that is complete, already behind us. Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon. He received priesthood keys. The church was organized. In reality, the restoration is an ongoing process. We are living in it right now. It includes all that God has revealed, 
all that he does now reveal and the many great and important things that he will yet reveal. The exciting developments of today are part of that long foretold period of preparation that will culminate in the glorious second coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And President Nelson said, We are witnesses to the process of restoration. If you think the church has been fully restored, you are just seeing the beginning. There is much more to come. Wait until next year, and then the next year. Eat your vitamin pills. Get your rest. It is going to be exciting. My friends, the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ is an ongoing and continuous restoration leading up to and preparing us for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Bruce R. McConkie taught, What is it that shall be restored in the time of restitution of all things? What is it that God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began? It is everything pertaining to the salvation and exaltation of his children. God's eternal purposes are to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. My friends, all that God does, he does for the purpose of saving and exalting his children. All that God reveals, all that he has revealed, all that he will reveal, this ongoing restoration is for the purpose of bringing us back home to live with him again. All of it is done so that he can give us all that he has. And glory be to him for it. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.